danger. It's danger. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're a You're a Can I live? You are out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Ain't for everybody. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the guy. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. It's fake national holiday because it's the day after the Super Bowl. Yes. I loved the Mucinex commercial last night where they called it uh, National Call-In Sick Day. Mm-hmm. Nobody falls for that no more. Not at all. Just say you didn't feel like coming to work because you won the Super Bowl. But that only work, that only works in maybe two places. Well, they were saying that when, when uh, people go to work on Monday after Super Bowl, work doesn't get done. They said it only halfway gets done. So they're telling... All the owners of, of restaurants and businesses just give your employees an extra hour for lunch. But it should only be a national holiday in one place. Where's that? Philly. Philadelphia. Drop one of Clues bombs for Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Because they have every right to celebrate. Maybe Boston, too, because I'm sure that they were getting drunk while the game was on. That's correct. You know what I mean? But y'all lost, so you got to get your ass to work. All, All right. right. Well, if you don't know, <laughs> okay. the Eagles beat the Patriots if last night. 31-33. I'm if just you, saying that. If you weren't one of the 100 million Americans... <laughs> Watching the biggest sporting event of the year. Some people might have fell asleep. And as soon as you wake up today, that's all you hear. That's all you hear. Well, I was in New Orleans over the weekend. It was a great weekend for me. They have this Project Live and Achieve rally for excellence. And that's for the students out there. They're promoting nonviolence in New Orleans. There's been a lot of uh, violent activity happening with the students. So they were trying to do a rally just to help the, the kids stay in school and be encouraged to do bigger and better things in life. It was great. It was thousands and thousands of students and Dr. Bernice A. King actually gave the keynote that is Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta Scott King's youngest daughter, and she runs the King Center. She actually watches us. She just saw us on Revolt that morning when we were out there. So it was a great event. Shout out to everybody in New Orleans. All right. Good morning, New Orleans. Now back to this game. <laughs> Word is born. Now, um... <laughs> Forget the kids. <laughs> what did y'all think about the, uh, the commercials during the Super Bowl? Commercials were good. Uh, you know, I, I, can we admit that we watched the game? I thought everybody was supposed to be boycotting. I got, I got thrown out the window yesterday, right? Once we saw Diddy and Kev and everybody at the game, he was like, oh, everybody okay. was at the game. But. Yeah, that got thrown out the window. No standing with Cap for the Super Bowl, huh? No, no, no. Okay. Game Justin Timberlake good. did take a knee, though, but they cut away from it for some reason. Did they? Yeah, he took a knee on the, on the middle of the field, on the, um, on the NFL logo. I didn't see that. Yeah, he took a knee. I definitely, definitely didn't see that. He took a knee in the middle of his performance. I thought the halftime performance was okay. It started very off regular. slow. Started off slow. Started off horrible, Very actually. regular. It was very regular. It was I love Justin right. Timberlake, but it was, a very, it was a regular performance. It was regular. Well, we're going to talk all about the Super Bowl and front page news, and I'm sure throughout the morning. I saw it's Kevin Hart at the end of it trying to get on stage. That was funny. I don't understand. First of all. That was funny. I don't understand why. Who catches that? Like, who <laughs> caught that? Like, who was all watching the thousands of cameras that was and saw that Kevin Hart was trying to get on the field and they wouldn't let him? Like, who caught that? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was why laughing. Is that, and I, why is that hilarious? Because they kicked me out of his concert. So the fact that he couldn't get on stage, <laughs> I, I was think, like, good for you. <laughs> I think it's the fact that Kev is such a big superstar. That's right. That just when you see a superstar like that humbled, like security. 
security don't give a damn who you he are. Didn't care. It makes you feel better about doing whatever it is you was doing he last definitely, night. He definitely, yeah, they said he definitely tried to get up there. He was drunk, I guess, because he was celebrating he the was whole twisted. time. He also cursed on camera. We've too. seen that too. Yeah. Hey, listen, opinion. man, we can't trust anybody. I can understand security doing are you mad at security for doing their job? Now come on now, Kevin. What you mean? Security like I know you, Kevin Hart, but sorry. Now if Bradley Cooper would have tried to walk up there and they let him in, then we could scream racist. Okay? My, my <laughs> All right. Well, don't forget, Faison Love will be joining us this morning. Of course, comedian and actor. So we'll kick it with Faison. What's that accent? Actor. <laughs> and we got front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, we are going to talk about the Super Bowl. All right. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. JNV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, of course, the Super Bowl recap. Eagles beat the Patriots 41-33. A great game. Amazing game. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the game it watching it. Great game. Dropping the clues bonds for the Philadelphia Eagles. They absolutely deserve that. NFC East, man. Tom Brady just can't beat the NFC East in the Super Bowl. That's what it looks like, huh? Yeah. Hopefully one day the Cowboys will get the chance to play the Patriots in the Super Bowl, but that'll never happen. No. <laughs> Not no time soon, anyway. Tom Brady won't be around by the no. time that happens. All right. Well, let's talk about what else uh, the Super Bowl people were talking about yesterday. Well, of course, as we all know, for the Eagles, it was their first time ever winning a Super Bowl. That was the first time in the franchise's history. Now, several players have already said they are not going to participate in that traditional White House visit, so they plan on boycotting that visit because, of course, they're not fans of Donald Trump. Uh, in addition, I'm sure you guys all saw a video and pictures of what it was looking like in Philly after their win as they were celebrating. There were fans basically going crazy. There were flames everywhere. One guy was on top of the Ritz-Carlton awning. That awning then fell into the crowd. Uh, he jumped, too. He thought he would be caught. And it's just all kinds of mayhem, of course, as anticipated, because, you know, that's what happens when somebody wins the Super Bowl. Not necessarily. Philly's a different uh, animal. Philly's a different type of town. Are they really rioting like that, though? I went yeah. to sleep. I haven't seen They were rioting. They burnt up a gas crazy. station. They jumped on a Ritz awning and... Flipped a couple of cars. I'm assuming these are white people doing these things because uh, I would are. think that the well, SWAT the Ritz, team would be there. The by Ritz now. was the white people. Okay. I definitely know the Ritz was the white people. I don't know any, anybody else though. What's the point of tearing up the town because y'all won? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, now there was one ad in particular that had some backlash, and that was the Ram truck ad that actually used a speech by Martin Luther King Jr. Here is that ad. Everybody can be great. You don't have to know about Plato and Aristotle to serve. And at the end, it said built to serve. Now, mm -hmm. the King Center, which I told you I met Dr. Bernice A. King over the weekend, uh, tweeted out, neither the King Center nor Bernice King is the entity that approves the use of MLK's words or imagery for use in merchandise, entertainment, or advertisement, including tonight's Dodge Super Bowl commercial. So, so who owns the rights to That's it? Crazy. That doesn't make no sense. Who owns the rights to it? Because this morning I heard on uh, 1010 Wins on the news station, he said Martin Luther King Jr. State approved that rant. Yeah, there's no way. That ad. His estate would have to approve it. They so said who? they approved his well, ad. Well, I think what it is is Bernice King runs the King Center, so she's in charge of that, and she's saying she didn't approve it, and neither did the King Center, but he has other kids, so I don't know how that's oh, all. Yeah, somebody approved that Who ad. in the hell approved the rights to Martin Luther King Jr.'s boss? Like, everybody gonna act clueless. Somebody gotta check for that. Stop it. Now, Who they explained it? it. They said that it shows uh, positivity and, and working hard, and it was approved 
by the state. I don't know what member of this state approved it, but somebody approved it. I mean, it it wasn't a, a, a I didn't think it was a bad match like everybody made it seem. It was like, oh, they're using his voice to sell cars, but I just took it as a Martin Luther King speech was playing during the Super Bowl, and I mean, I actually enjoyed hearing his words. Like, I thought it was a, a very uplifting commercial, actually. Well, you know, when you talk about how everybody don't have to be successful, especially in that climate of the Super Bowl, you see all of these celebrities and everything. Everybody don't have to be a celebrity in order to serve. It costs nothing to serve. I thought that was a dope message for the Super Bowl. All right, so they said the King Estate is not to be confused with the King Center, which is a nonprofit established by Martin Luther King Jr.'s wife, Coretta Scott King. So well, the King Center King's didn't approve it, but the King Estate, I guess, didn't approve it. So who owns King's Estate? Who's over King's Estate? That's what I would like to know. I don't know, but somebody approved it somehow, some way, some way down the line. Well, I guess when you Die, you have to put Some all guy that. named Eric D. Tidwell is the managing director for the licensor of the estate. Well, you you got to put stuff in your will, like, like I guess, to protect you from stuff like that. You know, we need to be complaining about these Tupac sex dolls. Now, that's just ridiculous. A Tupac sex yes, doll? Yes, you've seen the Tupac sex doll? Like, that. I don't want my likeness as a sex doll when I'm dead. No, what we need to be complaining about is that Giants commercial where, where uh, Eli Manning <laughs> is catching Odell. I thought that was an amazing commercial, I bet you by did. the way. Oh, I'm my. ready to dance right now. <laughs> Which one of y'all Negroes want to dance with me this morning? I'll pass. All right, that was a great advertisement for sodomy. Okay? D- get it off <laughs> your chest. Drop one of the bomb for that Giants commercial, okay? 800 585 Stop it. If you're upset, <laughs> right. you need to vent. Hit us up right now. I saw the twinkle in your eyes. Both of y'all yesterday. Or if you want to spread some positivity, <laughs> phone lines are open. 800-585-1051. Get it the off your chest. The commercial ended saying, to the balls that are yet to be caught. No, it didn't. <laughs> yes, no, it, it did. It's it to the say? touchdowns that are yet to see. Oh, I saw balls. See, I'm I, I bet I you didn't see balls. That, that, you know that. what? <laughs> Get it off your chest. Hit us up right now if you need to vent or if you want to spread some positivity. The number again is 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Queen God, DJ Envy, this Fred from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, calling, checking in with you this morning. Good hey, morning. Fred. What's, What's up, up, my Fred? brother? What's going on? Get it off your chest, bro. Yes, sir. Just a couple things this morning. I just want to say, tell him easy to drop one of Clues bombs for me this morning. Goddammit, called in for work drunk from yesterday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least you made it. You're not a Philly or New England fan either. Neither one. Packer fan all the way. Yes, sir. But still drunk Christ. from yesterday. And my next thing, sir. I wanted to say is y'all just keep playing for the young man. I'm trying to get my feet wet back out here after 14 years been in a relationship, and these young ladies ain't going like I thought they would go, Uncle Charles. I need to get myself together, sir. Well, luckily they got sex robots coming, sir. You get you a little robot, you be good to go. Yes, sir. So y'all just keep playing for me. It's hard out here for you. I'm going to buy you a sex robot one day, man. Give me a year or two when I can afford it. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up? It's Rick from Brooklyn. Good morning, Envy. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Charlamagne. What's up, Rick? Good morning, Rick. Yo, yo, Charlamagne, last week you couldn't wait to give uh, Troy Ave a donkey of the day, huh? What but do you mean? And that your, your man is the reason why this whole thing got to where it's at. Because your man's a hater. Troy has been sending CDs out his trunk forever. Your man came out of nowhere hating, and it escalated to where it's at. People are always pointing the finger at Troy Ad, but if your man didn't hate in the first place, you wouldn't have gotten to this point. Hate is what got them to this where they're at right now. Because he was minding his business, and you a co-signer hater. Well, all I want Troy Ave to do is just write a statement. 
Like, why not? Like, why why, why be an indirect informant? Hello, who's this? It's Todd. Hey, get it off your chest. Hey, shout out to the Eagles, man. We got one, finally. Turn up, <laughs> yeah. Turn up. I'm, 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 I'm feeling it. I'm excited. My brother team lost. He's a Patriots fan. We out here. How you, you become, yet? How, how you become an Eagles fan in Alabama? Man, 2004, man. Donovan McNabb took the team Super Bowl. Even though we lost, man, I'm just excited. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, we got one 2018. Whoa, <laughs> Can't become no Eagles fan at 04. Boo! Man, I, How old are you? Hey, me, Charlamagne. How I'm old are you? Bro. I'm 28. Boo! Oh, oh, no way. No. Alabama won the state championship, too, so I'm still happy about that, too. What's right. up? Have a blessed day. It's sir. okay, man. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. All right, man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yeah, what's up, family? This is Mike. What's going on, y'all? Mike. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Charlamagne. Good morning. What's up, Mike? Get it off your chest. Uh, well, really, I don't have anything to get off my chest, but I live here in Atlanta, in the Atlanta area, and as I was driving into my job early this morning, I was still a local station until you guys come on at 6 a.m. down here in the Atlanta area, and they were saying this morning that that commercial was approved by Dexter King, and I guess because Dexter and Bernice and Martin III, they all are so separated, which is unfortunate, and I know this man's rolling his grave about his kids, yeah. right. but they said Dexter, they said Dexter approved that commercial, so that's where it came from. Yeah, they said Dexter and MLK the Third run the King Estate. That's what I was told just now. Well, see, I think Dexter and MLK the Third. I'm not sure about this. I think those two gentlemen are on different sides too. And unfortunately, one of the young ladies that Martin had, she passed away, as we all know. I believe mm-hmm. last year, she and the sister were on different sides. I mean, it's just, I, you know, it's like you need a scorecard to keep up with the kids and who's on which side. But it's really sad that the the greatest black legacy that we ever had his kids right. are looking like they scra- you know they grabbing for scraps but I just wanted to say that and I wish everyone a good morning and, and God bless alright thank you bro alright man hello who's this oh it's Mass Michigan you already know what up though what's up get it off your chest bro alright for sure so I was listening to the Ram ad and it really made me uncomfortable because I think to myself what's the price of the ticket so we can have our leaders their words their lightning we use the sale thing well, what's next oh we have the Malcolm X sale Chick-fil-A you know what I mean like talking about chickens coming to roost like what's the deal so at some point in time we have to be careful on how we let these words be used well the family approved it so it's it's, it's out of our hands that's the whole family yeah I'm gonna be honest and then it's Black History Month so it didn't like it didn't raise my it antennas the way a lot of other people is, were upset. It is dope that it's like you came up and they did. I feel like the speech could be used, but it just made me personally uncomfortable. Uh, somebody who finds Dr. King. And right, and his, his youngest daughter also said she did not approve of it. Yeah, but whoever runs that speech. And you know he gave that speech on February 4th, 1968. Like, they showed that part before the commercial came on. Like, he gave the speech on the exact date. Maybe that's why I didn't raise my antennas like it did everybody else. Like, it, it, it seemed very well thought out, actually. Get it off your chest. Eight hundred. 585 If you're upset, you need to vent. Hit us up at any time. Now, we got um, rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, we'll tell you who just recently announced the birth of their baby girl. So, uh, it's been a secret, been under wraps all this time, and she explains why she didn't feel the need to let everyone know. And we'll talk about Raven Simone and why T.I. and Trey Songs had some things to say to her. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Raven Simone. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Now on Instagram, Raven Simone reposted this. It was a picture featuring people like Swiss Beats, T.I., Jay-Z, Diddy, Yo Gotti, Big Sean, uh, Khaled. And she said a group of so, well, the original post said a group of so-called successful black men minus Khaled racially who became rich and famous from perpetuating the worst black stereotypes to the ears and eyes of the whole planet, like drug dealing, pimping, murdering other black men and disrespecting black women. I know making observations is being a hater cheers now raven simone reposted this a lot of people had things to say she reposted it from speech from arrested development that was that was very uh interesting to me that speech posted that right from arrested development now she deleted that post she said deleted my post because the comments were not something i want my underage followers looking at i'm not deleting because i don't believe in what i said why she just ain't why she just ain't disabled the comments she don't know about I don't that know feature. Why she she probably that. don't know that feature. <laughs> now, T.I. responded also. He said, your sins ain't no greater than ours, ma'am. The air must be thin as hell up there on that high horse you sitting on. Somebody please let me know. WTF up with Shouty. Well, like I always say, this generation would have never let Malcolm Little become Malcolm X. Nobody believes in the concept of growth and evolution anymore. People should remember 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. A lot of guys in that picture, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Right, again, stories of actual redemption, people being successful, black men. Yeah. And, yeah, so I don't understand why she felt like that was something appropriate to repost, but she does believe it. So. And I don't understand why speech from Arrested Development thought that was uh, something to say, because it seemed like it originated from him. Like, I feel like he should know better. Maybe he wanted to be in the picture. And I don't mm-hmm. know. All right, Kylie Jenner has announced that she had her baby girl. Her and Travis Scott are now parents. She made the announcement on Sunday. And that's the same hospital she was at where both Kim and Courtney delivered their kids as well. And so was uh, Rob Kardashian's daughter, Dream, was also born there. Well, congratulations to them. And drop on the clues, moms, for Travis Scott for being way smarter than Tiger ever could. She said, I'm sorry for keeping you in the dark through all the assumptions. I understand you're used to me bringing you along in all my journeys. My pregnancy was one I chose not to do in front of the world. I knew for myself I needed to prepare for this role of a lifetime in the most positive, stress-free, and healthy way I knew how. You think Tiger's somewhere like uh, shadow boxing to himself right now? Like just swinging at the air, mad at the world, fist balled up like Arthur? I'm sure he's a little upset. Maybe he didn't really want to be with her anymore either. Uh, Drop on the clues bombs with Travis Scott again. Now, in addition, Steph Curry and Aisha Curry are having another baby. Aisha announced that she's pregnant again, and she broke the news on Instagram saying, Hey, how did this happen? Curry, party of five, feeling very blessed and very sick. Yippee, Curry for three. Hey. Congrats to them. Drop on the clues bomb for Steph Curry. Shoot and shoot, bro. He can shoot. Okay? They, he shot the club up. He trying to get a little boy. I know this game. All right? I'm trying to do the same thing right now. You got two girls. You want to keep shooting until you get you a little man. I understand, Steph. And the Migos will be performing on Saturday Night Live on March 3rd, while Charles Barkley is going to be the guest host. All right, this is going to be their first time actually being the headlining musical guest. They were on before with Katy Perry to do their single that they had together. They also have the number one album on the Billboard 200 charts. Culture 2 is number one. They got about 199,000 album units sold. That's including streaming and actual physical sales as well. So they are number one again. Culture was number one also when that came out. So. That would be very dope if uh, Nicki and Cardi came out to do motorsport on SNL. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, Cardi will be there. Drop on the clues bombs for the Migos. 
Now the Migos is just the fifth rap group with more than one number one album as far as rap groups. Really? Yes. Wow. Only the fifth in history? The fifth in history as far as rap groups. Beastie Boys had four number ones. Nope. They Wu-Tang never, never had a number wow. one? They didn't have more than one number one album. Oh. Okay. Tribe Called Quest had two number one albums. Bone Thugs and Harmony had two. And D12 had two. Oh, okay. That's what you one. said. Yeah. Multiple number ones. Yeah, more All than right. one. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, comedian, actor, Faison Love will be joining us. Big worm. Big worm. Mm-hmm. Big worm. So we'll kick it with him when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Comedian Faison Love. That's too good. I love it. Faison, you one of the last few comedians that still don't give a f- about biting their tongue. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, why even do this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why even all that politically correct bullshit? Is, is, what the f***? I mean, it's art. That's like telling Picasso, hey, don't use no green paint. <laughs> <laughs> Only use the ones we want you. It's basically show, socialism. Yeah. If you think about it, don't talk about this, don't talk about that, and you're good. F*** you. Does that get you banned from any place where people say, well, I'm we're not probably gonna- banned. Who gives a f***? I don't want to be in them places anyway. Are you going only going to play certain music? No. I'll play whatever I want. That's what I'm saying? Kind that of. ain't true. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got a list. <laughs> I know. I don't have a list. They let, they let me be free. He don't know till he play it, though. And they be like, oh, why are you playing that? They do ask me sometimes. Do they ask you, like, uh, listen to it again? They, they, <laughs> they do sometimes, but, you know, their ears, I'm out every night, so their ears are not like my ears, but they they, they never tell me what to play when you, I play. Because you are their ears. Correct. They don't know. They don't fucking know until mm-hmm. we tell them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these people pulling their, their uh, brands and shit. Like, we made the fucking brand. We made Adidas hot. Adidas wasn't sh- to run MC made it hot. Facts. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, why the fuck are y'all... F- we make these fucking brands. I remember a talk show was considered only Oprah or Arsenio. This is the number one talk show. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This this is what you got to come to say some shit. Right. So it's not... It's not it's not, and, and this is a revolt. Puffy's running this, right? That's no, a fact. Well, well no, revolt. We are, we're on, <laughs> we're on revolt. revolt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But y'all running it. Yeah, absolutely. I get it. I get it. But it's, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like everybody's crying about, I don't give a fuck about the president. I'm tired of people complaining about him. Because he's racist. They're all racist. It's the White House. <laughs> <laughs> Built it. They have a thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's well, the we white. Built it, but. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They don't. Yeah. Well, what do you mean these racists? They're all racist. Like, oh no, they. <laughs> they all like Lincoln. Like, huh? No. Slaves built the White House for Absolutely. the white man. Yeah. Period. Yeah, so yeah. what are you talking about? If, if if anything goes on there, it's racist. So them them those statues and stuff that they have. You might as well take it out in the White House, too. I mean, what do you mean? It's all the same thing. I don't care. I feel you about Trump, though. I treat Trump like a prison sentence. It's like we got a four to eight. Stop saying eight, man. Four, no, we man. don't know. We got a four to eight. Do your push-ups, read your books, and try not to get raped in the process. Listen, man. man. Listen, man. Goodness gracious. It ain't even Trump. It's y'all, They get y'all ready for a, a woman, a black woman president. I can't wait. 
That's what's going to happen. Yeah, but, you, that, but see, that's what George Bush did. George Bush set up Barack because yeah. everybody thought George Bush was so bad. So yeah. they're like, damn, we get a black man. Yeah. So now Trump's so bad, we're going to get a woman of but color It's in a there. game, though. It don't, it. Even, it don't even matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to still be successful and smart. Y'all still going to raise your kids and have a great life. Yeah. And they don't, they're not coming to pick you up and go to work. Absolutely. That's so a I'm fact. Like, you know, so I'm like, what? Who gives a f- now, now, I saw you on Sway Show. You said Dave Chappelle is the wackest comedian out there. Why you well, feel no, that no. way? Well, first of all, we were talking about the um, the Monique situation, and she feels that like she should get the same as him or whoever, whatever. Close to, she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, it's not really about that. Netflix is just f***ing with him. They've always f***ed with Dave. They don't really f*** with us. But he, they, white people built Dave. He's never, for a fact, he's never made his laugh. Until, wait. Dave's funny now. Huh? Oh. Come on, Chappelle show classic. Chappelle no, no, show is no. Funny. Charlie Murphy's writing, rest in peace, was classic. Dave show, there, there was a season before that was whack. Which one? The which, which first one. No, man. Yes. Yes. Chappelle's first two seasons was, was great. No, no. The first season was whack. The second season is when Charlie started writing, and that's when you saw the Rick James and all the other fly stuff. But other than that, he wasn't fly. He wasn't funny. First season was funny, Faith. Think about it. What, 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 what was on the first season? They, first exactly. Exactly. No, exactly. Go ahead, name some funny shit for the first season. They all blend together, but he was funny, man. Listen, before that, when he was funny, I wasn't on Dave before that. I, you, that's what I'm saying. So where is this king of the comedy? His new stand up is really good. The last one was funny. Yeah, and I went to go see him at Radio City. He was that funny. was funny. The saw. Uh, was uh, on uh, New Year's Eve or whatever. Yes. The, little, the, little bar, the little spot where you said Well, that was part of it. Yeah, it was what I thought it, was yeah. dope. Those were funny. It was funny. I thought it was dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but the first part was um, when you start about he didn't want to get Kevin Harded and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was dope. But the rest of that bullshit, like, is that what y'all giving money for? That, this bullshit? But he's a draw, though. I mean, he's not a draw. He's a. It, two things are Listen, if, if I got 19 times on the, on the, on a special, I'm going to be a draw, too. He's got ninth. He's he's done special. He's been doing specials for years, mm-hmm. but they they've been whack. He was here. Nah, he had one in D.C. that was good before. I, I, it was one live from D.C. When I don't remember. Killing me softly. What? They, Killing me softly. That's what. That's whack. What Name one joke from. Come on, man. Why are you doing Name this? My memory bad. Man. Now, no. <laughs> now watch this. Name something from uh, Eddie Murphy Delirious. Oh man. Yeah. The thank, bear you. Rabbit thank, you. Woods, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a classic. Chris Rock versus that, that's uh, what I'm trying to uh, tell black you. people. Yeah, and that those that shit is it don't stop. But this is just some made up. They gave him like oh like how you disappear. Look the Wayans are beast. They funny too. No no they beast. Yeah. that whole family legends. The but you don't hear them talking about them. As far as what anything. Well because it's, it's so many of them though they're collective. No, no. Keenan Wayne has probably made more stars than anybody in Without Hollywood. Without question, I look at Keenan the way I look at like moguls like Diddy and Jay Z. But, the, but they, but they're not talking about that. They're talking about this. I'm like, this. what do you think if Keenan was out now, like still, like he's, how Dave is? Like people would, people would give it up for him. He, you know, he's he's a, still out. Yeah, but this is a, <laughs> he this went nowhere. People only see what they see in the moment. I hear what you're saying, and I like Dave as a person. He, he, look, he was, he was around when we did Friday. Why wasn't he in that? Dave was around then? What? Yes. 
They used to give him a TV show pilot every year. That's why his name was coming. He's called Pilot Boy. And it would fail. No, talk about you. Don't, so you don't think Chappelle got some classic moments with the Chappelle show? Exactly. No, no. He yes. With okay, that, okay. With the, yes. Gotcha. Yes. Written by Charlie Murphy. Rest in peace. Charlie wrote Arthur Neal and all of them wrote Dave. No, that, that was real Charlie Murphy stories. That, those are stories that Charlie been telling us for years. For years. Wait, what about all the other sketches? I, you don't remember him. Yes, we do. Kelly Come on now. The making the band sketch, the R. Kelly sketch, the race draft. Yeah, and then he, man. Then, then he leaves. He's scared. What are you scared of? The white man. The, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> the white man been here. He ain't going nowhere. Do you know how? Do, do you know what Flip Wilson had to do? No. That's oh my God. Flip Wilson owned his show. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He had to go through that same thing. There's no reason to run. He said he, he they were they were portraying the show wrong. Nick, you the producer. He just a captain to me, and, they, and I'm like okay. But Monique was like saying, I was, I, I'm trying to tell Monique, you can't compete with that. You have to do a Louis C.K. I have to do it because I'm you know they fool me in some movies, but then they like do we really? He doesn't. I'm not the really the movie type anymore. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's a model. You know, you gotta muscle. have abs and yeah, yeah. you gotta show your chest. <laughs> I was watching Star Wars like why is this taking his shirt off have you ever seen it? have you ever seen anybody in space with their shirt off nah <laughs> <laughs> alright we got more with Phase on Love when we come back don't move it's the Breakfast Club good morning the Breakfast Club Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got special guests in the building, Phase on Love. So, what do you think Monique should do? Do you think Monique is is because we were talking? We don't know if Monique's draw is as big as some of the names she named. No, she, of course it's not. Well, this is the thing: she should put her money where her mouth is and do it independent. We don't. She doesn't need Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's a nice check. Everybody love a check for thirty million to do some bullshit comedy. To talk for an hour, you know, how, you know how much it costs to do a stand-up comedy special? The most two hundred thousand. Damn, the most. Mm-hmm. So it's all money. So even if you spent five hundred thousand on it, <laughs> but she should do it independent. I'm doing mine independent because then you don't know whether people really coach you or not. And that's what Louis C.K. did when you said do a Louis C.K. You weren't talking about masturbating on people. You were talking <laughs> about actually doing your doing your own. <laughs> Come here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was not talking about that. That's what I said. Yo, Monique just should go do a 10, to a 10 city theater tour. Realistically, you you can't be lazy, uh, especially now. Even with the um, Twitter and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you can't be lazy. You have to go out there. Like, I gave out my number the other day, and I've been talking to people on the phone at 4 in the morning. Yo, this really you? I'm like, yeah. What do you want? You in tr- I, I gave it out for women who are in trouble. Cause I got, t- I'm tired. Of, I, I said we should create something called us too, where if you a woman says she's afraid to tell that somebody raped her, call me and we'll I'll team up and we're gonna slap them up. We'll gonna beat them there for real. Mm. And I gave up my number on Sway mm. and people been calling, so I'm up talking to them. They love that. Right, right. You, so it's a connection with the people. Right? Yeah. So you can't be lazy and you can't. There's no such thing as a star. I think she's living in the star world. Like, listen, I'm, I have an Oscar. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's part of it. But like, nobody gives a f- about that Oscar. Get your bag and keep it moving. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That How'd you feel when she said she's the most decorated comedian of all time? I think she was saying, I have an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think she but was But Jamie saying. got an Oscar. Whoopi got an Oscar. Right. But it's only three. Eddie Murphy ain't gonna have one. No, you don't. And he's, he's, he's still a beast. You spoke about Friday. Would you bring the Big Worm character back no, for the I'm last sequel? I'm for it, man. Come on, man. Sure all old. of them going to be growing in the next Listen, if, if we did a new Friday, uh, Chris would have to be a uh, Big Worm. He's big as a mother now. He's my size. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to be. <laughs> so I, I told Cube he should actually make, um, make it a Netflix television show and introduce new people to it. Mm-hmm. And I think he a killer like that. Just, just have have a him and Nia get married and move around the corner, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then introduce where you can introduce because you know each hood, each street in um, L.A. is a different hood. Mm-hmm. So you can literally have a different neighborhood by going around the corner. It's like you know. So I'll, yeah, but I don't. I don't. I said leave it. I, I've never done any sequel. You know, people asking for that one. But it, it's, 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 it's going to be whack. If it's going to be whack, mm-hmm. what is it going to be? You, know, you still ain't got my money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bar is too high, man. Even yeah. like they, they, try, they talk about bringing back Martin, doing Coming to America. Like them bar, bars is high for the movies. And well, what it is is they're not creating new. There's so many new ideas out there. Like they're making this 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 black karmic this uh, Marvel like it's <gasps> Black Panther. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's that's dope. There's a lot of sh- there like that. Mm-hmm. Did you see um, Kevin Hart on The Breakfast Club? Um, you were talking about Michael Blackson? Yeah. What, what did you think about that? And is anything off limits? I think you shouldn't. You know, Kevin's like my little, that's my baby, man. That's my, you know, so don't mess with my boy. Michael Blackson, that's that's like him talking about you. Oh, I do it all the time. But no, but time. not on some real person. Oh, no, 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 not on no serious. Not, oh, not, not on, on no serious. Yeah, come to cheating on my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. that's some that he really got to deal with. Right, right. yeah, yeah. Kevin was right. He was he was doing some old. Like, you want that much attention? I can give you attention. You know, I like Michael, but come on, man. This is rules to the comics are 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 different breed. Mm-hmm. It's like we bury our own. You know what I'm saying? It's like nigga, we if if this com is this thirty thousand people wearing two comics going to sit back and go in the you know what I'm saying get together in the back. It's it's a different it's a different breed, especially if you came up with somebody. Mm-hmm. They both from Philly. They, you know, Kevin got hitters in the street for real. I don't know. You know, Michael's got that, you know, thing, the African thing. So, but I was like, come on, man. Don't do not do that. <laughs> I don't think Kevin got hitters in the street for real. <laughs> oh, no. Don't, don't get it twisted. <laughs> don't get it twisted. People think this is, it's like when people get it, uh, they get it misconstrued. Like this, we love doing comedy. I love Playing a square. I was a square up until, you know, people was like, oh, oh, he's not that good. I was loved being a square. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to know you, this, this social media gets people to really know, oh, 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 he's that guy. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of opens the curtain. And now now you, now you everywhere you go, it's like, oh, here he come. Like, we say here comes mm-hmm. trouble. Ain't no trouble. Let's have fun. But, you know, sometimes... People got to get, you know. I feel you. Like, like how you did in the airport in Columbus. Yeah, we seen you put the hands yeah, on somebody. Hands on the people last year. Well, you know. <laughs> they thought you were slow. They thought you were slow with it, Faison. Yeah, that's, that, 
They found out that day. <laughs> Is that situation cool? That went away? I'm on probation with it and um, just learning how to deal with stuff like that, man. Uh, what, what did he say that got you pissed off? He was just talking that People don't say what he said. I said he said too much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? I call it my Rosa Parks moment. Like, really? You know when somebody's baiting you. Yeah. And he's like, does he? He doesn't understand. I'm, I'm just a human. I'm just a human first. I'm not a star. I'm not big worm. I'm about to slap you. That's who I am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People play like I don't, I don't have security. This this comedian. That's I travel the streets by myself. Yeah. I don't have no security. Did he sue you? Did he try to get some money? He couldn't because he was wrong, but I was wrong for hitting him. But he was at work, mm-hmm. and he was you know so. I was I could have sued them, but I got time for it. I, I figured it was a lesson mm-hmm. in just in life. What did you learn from it? To make sure nobody no cameras is watching. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like I was high that Judd Apatow. Like I wanted. To, oh man. Oh yeah, you called him a hypocrite on Sway Show. I, I, a, I felt you on that when you explained it. I, I I understood what you were saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You said that he uh he called out Bill Cosby and went to Bill Cosby's show holding up signs saying he was a rapist. But when his friends in Hollywood right. started getting those sexual assault charges, he was quiet. He was quiet. Disappeared. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all bringing, you know, when I made that call, you know. Yeah, that that was that was interesting. Uh, Bill and you, Bill Cosby and you were cool. I never met the man. Okay. Really? Never met the man. Um, but he heard I was, when it first came out, I was going hard mm-hmm. because of the due process. People just was like, oh, he's guilty. Just like with Russell Simmons. He's guilty. He's guilty. I'm like, hey, y'all, wait, y'all ain't ask no questions. Y'all ain't talk to nobody, mama or nothing. Y'all yeah, ain't. Yeah, yeah. He's just, he's guilty. Out of all these years, he's guilty. No due process in the court of public No due process. Yeah. It's, oh, no. On Twitter, he's guilty. We're marching. Bitch, fuck you. <laughs> so that was my whole problem. And then he heard about it. And then, it, it, you know, people try to say stuff in Hollywood, but I ain't, you know, I'm like, come on, man, what you going to do? It's like, we got to stand up for something or we're just going to be, you know, I hate scary man. It's a lot of scary in Hollywood. More with on Love. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have on Love, comedian in the building. Charlamagne? So who are the scary in Hollywood? Robert Townsend is the scariest I know. Damn, I ain't heard that name in forever. Yeah, because he's scary. Why are you so? Why Robert Townsend scary? Listen, man. <laughs> if you don't know who Robert Townsend is, Blank Man. Blank Man, right. No, no, no. Media no. Man. Media Media man. man. Look, Media look man. see, Robert, they don't even know your <laughs> punk, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> scary mother. He's all crazy, man. <laughs> why is he scary? Because I said, yo, man, um, what are you going to do to, um, you know, help, doc- you know, Mr. Um, Cosby? He says, man, I got to stay away from that because I was there when it happened. I said, what do you mean he was there? Well, I was there when I, he got the phone call because Bill Cosby had hired him to do his special, and Bill Cosby's about to do another television show on Netflix. Mm. And, Cos- and, and and he hired Robert to direct him. Wow. Now, nobody's f***ing with Robert. He's not going to shoot no Marvel movie, no nothing. Mm-hmm. So this is the only f***ing with you, and you backing away? He's giving you money. But you backing away? That's like if he, if he's the only one gonna f- with you and give you a job because they're like, man, we scared of Charlotte, man. He tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
When he needs you, you're like, hey, I can't do it, man. Nah, I, I feel the you. The media. What's wrong with you? Scary ass. <laughs> but you agree with the Me Too movement, though. I don't know. Because, like, the uh, uh, I don't know. I, like, they were talking about that same pay bullshit. Like, get the fuck out of here. Same pay? What you mean? But you, as far as sexual assault and stuff like that. Well, that's yeah. what, listen, yeah. listen. If a woman is being assaulted, I, I will go to the guy's house and break my probation and whoop his, <laughs> whoop his ass. Okay? But it's it's the other sh- It's like, hey, I didn't like the way he, he, when we were dating, he just stopped dating me and now I'm mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now now it's right. Yeah. It's like Aziz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, that. that's giving that. It's giving that. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And there's no due process. Russell is losing all this kind of stuff. But it, it sounded like some freaky shit, but it ain't sounding like rape. You see what I'm saying? I think it's, it's, it's right now it's like a real messy closet, and somebody got to go in there and organize it. Put the pants with the pants, the yes. hoodies with the hoodies. Right. Rape is rape. Yeah, absolutely. Not, hey, how you doing, sweetheart? <gasps> oh, I'm calling the police. Yeah. Your father hollered at your mother. Some kind of way. Yeah. There's a story. The slave taking the flowers up. I was going up there to meet Ellie. I was going up the hill with the... Uh, Ellie said, I can't come up the hill because of me, too. Like, what the f***? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel you. There's, there's, you're, you're, we're taking out the love story. Rape is rape. Right. Yeah. It ain't no gray area. It's like, yo... It is, it is some gray area, though, rape? but there's some things that... No, no not with rape, not with rape, oh, okay. but with sexual assault right. and sexual harassment. What's, it is gray area. Okay, look, okay, look. this whole time they're going out to Bill Cosby, this raping kids at the gym. What's this? Oh, the uh, Olympic Nassar. Nassar. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The whole time. Mm-hmm. And they and then everybody knows about it. Now, those kids, I feel sorry for those kids because they got to grow up like that. And a lot of those girls thinking they was wrong. Mm-hmm. That dude needs to be the ass from now until 10 years. Oh, he's going to kill himself. He got 175 years. You know he's going to kill himself in jail. You know how he Come. Uh, he should kill himself. Why do you think no black women have been offered the kind of money that Amy Schumer got for Netflix? Black female comedians, rather. First of all, there's not many of them. I mean, Wanda, there's Wanda. I think, um, I think um, Tiffany probably be the first. Tiffany gonna get, Tiffany Tiffany gonna get that money. Yeah, Tiffany gonna be here. Tiff gonna get that money. Tiff gonna get it. <laughs> Tiff might already got it, and, and knowing yeah. she might well, be on the low list. She's doing a commercial right now, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's got the group on commercial for the Super Bowl, but I'm saying Tiff might already got a Netflix deal and on the low, and we don't even know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tiff, trust me, she gonna, she gonna, yeah. But they only f- with certain people, though. Don't get it twisted. See, the thing is, those stand-up specials used to be, uh, you only used to get thirty thousand dollars for them. Mm-hmm. So Netflix kind of blew it out the water with the forty million here, and, and it's like, what are you? Do? Oh, okay, I guess that it, it ain't for every, everybody. Don't that equal pace is 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 a lie. So everybody only used to get thirty thousand, even the Chris Rocks and all of them when they was yeah, in the HBO yeah, and all that stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah, how would they make? How does Netflix make their money back on thirty million? There you go. They're, I couldn't figure out subscriptions. No, that much. No, that's they're that's hoping a, that people subscribe. Ain't that many more people is going to subscribe, and they can't sell it anywhere. If you like, if HBO does something, they can sell it somewhere else. They go to Hulu and go somewhere else. But Netflix is kind of stuck with all this, like, and then you know, because 
Where are you going to go? They can't go to Hulu. Why is everybody running the Netflix? They're they giving just, $30 million checks. They, not they, everybody. No, right. They're just slaves. I'm not going in. I'm doing my own sh- I, I hope I can come on here and promote it. Like, come go see my sh- <laughs> <laughs> You put it online? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to sell, you know, just. I might even do give one away for free because a lot of people haven't seen me do stand-up. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I started. All right, now that was Phase Unlove. Now don't move. We got rumors on the way. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. All right, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kevin Hart. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, we got, you guys already know about Kevin Hart at the Super Bowl. He's excited. His Eagles won for the first time ever in the franchise history. Mm-hmm. And he did a lot of uh, acting out. He was having a good time, though. He was drunk, clearly. Now, here he is. He kind of bum-rushed this interview that was happening, and here's what he said live on air. I hope this is an example of what we can do. <laughs> we gave a f- Oh, uh, <laughs> all right, he got to go. Uh, he dropped the mic and got up out of there. Mm-hmm. All right, now he's explaining. Uh, I guess he's saying the security detail at the Super Bowl was really good. Thank goodness he shouldn't have been on that stage, right? Here is Kevin Hart uh, explaining himself. To all the kids out there, I just want to say don't drink. When alcohol's in your system, you do dumb stuff. Me trying to go on stage with the trophy... Definitely in the top two stupidest things I've ever done, but who cares? Eagles won a Super Bowl, and my wife was the first one to say, babe, don't go up there. I told my wife, honey, chill out. I got to be up there with my city. It didn't work out good. <laughs> that man did his job, didn't he? He I'm said, sorry, sir. I'm sorry, he said Kevin Hart, I know who you are, but you can't be up here. I said, hell if I can't. I went to walk. He put his hand on my chest. Hey, man, I said it earlier this morning. I'll say it again. Drop on the clues bombs for that security guard. He was doing his job. So many jokes I don't this. care who you are. You're not getting up here if, you, here if you don't have the right credentials, okay? Kev should have told the security guard that one of the players was his father because that's the only other people I see on those stages is the kids uh, the kids of the players. Well, <laughs> he could have got that off. Kevin Hart put a whole lot of hashtags along with that post. He said, I should have listened to my wife. I was caught up in the moment. I was super drunk. I'm so happy for my city. At least I didn't punch a horse. Uh, that security guard did his job, and then he said, I won so much money on this game. We finally got a Super Bowl. So what? The Eagles won. I'm getting old. Threw up this morning. Just a lot of different That's hashtags. a great security guard. That's a security mm-hmm. guard getting a promotion. And y'all clowning Kevin Hart like that didn't happen to you at the Rock Nation brunch last week. Okay? <laughs> the same thing that happened to Kev yesterday on that Super Bowl field happened to y'all at the Rock Nation brunch. Knock it off. And you had a Rock Nation hat on when it happened. I felt bad for Kev because he was politicking. So he was, he was like, look, look, you see me? You see me? And security guard like, I don't give a damn. Are you a player? <laughs> Okay, are you a coach? If not, you have no business on that stage. I don't care if you're from Philly. He tried so hard. He looks so small. And drop one of the clues. I like to see security do their job. Listen, you're not going to tell me that when you go to an establishment and you see security doing their job, it don't make you feel safe. (laughs) All right, now Uma Thurman Mm -hmm. has done an interview in the New York Times. She did a very long interview, and she's finally speaking out about Harvey Weinstein. And also, she had some things to say about Quentin Tarantino. Now, you know her from Kill Bill, Pulp Fiction, The Producers. She says that Harvey Weinstein attacked her multiple times early in her career. And she said she felt guilty after so many women have come forward. Uh, she talks about going to meet with him in his hotel room, and he emerged wearing a bathrobe. 
And she said she thought he was just like kind of a kooky person after that. Then he said he first, she said he first attacked her in London after that incident. He pushed me down. He tried to shove himself on me. He tried to expose himself. He did all kinds of unpleasant things. She said he later sent her roses. And when she confronted him, he threatened to derail her career. Now, she also says that later on, he did apologize to her in person. And he did confirm that to the Times, who did this article. And her response, his therapy must be working. Now, she talks about an incident with Quentin Tarantino, and she says that he actually made her do this stunt in the car that left her permanently physically damaged. Mm. She said he came in my trailer and didn't like to hear no like any director. He was furious because I cost him a lot of time, but I was scared. I, he said, I promise you the car is fine. It is a straight piece of road. She said he hit 40 miles per hour or your hair won't blow the right way, and I'll make you do it again. So she said what happened was they ended up having a car crash. She has a permanently damaged neck and screwed up knees after that. So... Uh, the footage is actually in the New York Times story, if you feel like taking a look wow. at that. Now, she goes on to say, I am one of the reasons that a young girl would walk into his room alone the way I did. Quentin Tarantino used Harvey Weinstein as the executive producer of Kill Bill, a movie that symbolizes female empowerment, and all these lambs walked into slaughter because they were convinced nobody rises to such a position who would do something illegal to you, but they do. So she also feels somewhat responsible for all the other actresses who felt they would be okay and feels like she's somewhat responsible for him having other victims for ha not having come forward. In addition, Taraji P. Henson's manager, who's also Halle Berry's ex-manager, has some allegations against him. Nine women have accused Vincent Ciritione of unwanted sexual advances over a period of 20 years. Now, he's very closely associated with Halle Berry and Taraji, and he has a reputation as an important gatekeeper for black actresses. So, according to these women, he would prey upon young women of color seeking an entry into Hollywood. One woman say that he masturbated in front of her in his office during the years that he managed her. Another woman said he offered to advance her career for monthly sex. Three women say he demanded sex as a condition for representing them, and when they refused, he refused to take them as clients as well. Now, Halle Berry posted, Yesterday I was saddened by the allegations against my former manager, Vincent Tarantione, but today I'm sick after reading the horrifying detailed accounts of his abuse toward nine women. She said, I'm deeply hurt, and I want these women and countless others to know I see you, I hear you, you matter, I will fight for you. Taraji also posted, The news about my manager, Vincent Tarantione, has shocked, hurt, offended, and yet again put professional women in a position to not trust the men they work with. And she goes on to say, I feel saddened, disappointed, and, asha disappointed and ashamed. We deserve better. This has to stop. Now, wait, with the, with the car crash, because I'm watching the car crash now. It looks crazy. Mm -hmm. She she says she, she couldn't say no, that he... He demanded that she actually do her own stunt and not use a stunt double. Yo, this looks crazy. She's driving 40, 50 she's miles per hour into a tree. permanently damaged. Like, into a tree. Like, she's effed up. I'm watching it now. Wow! I wonder why he would agree, agree to that, knowing that that could be such a liability. I have no idea why he would force her or convince her that and I'm she sure she to had to, I'm sure she had to sign some type of waiver. waiver. Basically yeah. saying that, that none of them are liable if she gets hurt. She also said she tried oh. to get the footage for 15 years and they wouldn't give it to her. They just now released it. So that footage, like I said, is in the time story mm -hmm. of Uma Thurman. Now, wow. just uh, I'm going to read Vincent Cerencioni's response to these allegations. He made a statement to the Post. He said, we live in a time where men are being confronted with a very real opportunity to take responsibility for their actions. I support this movement wholeheartedly. I have had former female clients and employees my entire career in this industry. I have built a reputation for advancing the careers of women of color. He said he's had affairs while in committed relationships. He said, ones I am now ashamed to say are coming to light and shading my past and my reputation. I can say without a doubt that I have never used favors, sexual or otherwise, as a reason for managing anyone. So he said all of his relationships have been consensual. Mm. 
All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Who are you giving that donkey to? I need Raven Simone to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with her. This is a teachable moment, though. This is a teachable moment about growth and evolution and all that good stuff. All right. We'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. This is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You are a donkey. I'm a fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. You had to make the judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yeah. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, <clears throat> well, donkey of the day for Monday, January, no, February 5th. Black History Month goes to Raven Simone. Now, over the weekend, a meme was floating around that was a picture from the Rock Nation brunch. In the picture was T.I., Jay-Z, Diddy, Swiss Beats, Big Sean, Yo Gotti, Elliot Wilson, just to name a few. A host of other black men who were just celebrating their life on a fine Saturday afternoon. And the caption read, a group of so-called successful black men, in parentheses it says, minus Khaled, racially, who became rich and famous from perpetuating the worst black stereotypes to the ears and eyes of the whole planet, like drug dealing, pimping, murdering other black men and disrespecting black women. Uh, I know making observations is being a hater. Cheers. Now, I don't know who this post originated from, but Raven Simone reposted it from speech from Arrested Development. Uh, speech, my brother, come on. You of the culture. You know better than that. First of all, you stereotyped and profiled a whole group of black men based off the lyrical content of the few of, of a few of the brothers in the picture, okay? Elliot Wilson, not even a rapper, right? <laughs> he, he's a journalist, okay? I have never heard Big Sean talk about drug dealing or murdering other black men, and I don't even know what majority of the guys in this picture do or who they are, so why profile and stereotype a whole group of men based off the lyrical content of a few? Now, Raven Simone, she reposted that with a set of emojis, uh, the monocle emoji, the mouthless face, and a yellow heart that suggested she agreed with the sentiment of the of the meme. Now, T.I. replied to Raven Simone with an Oscar Wilde quote, and I love this quote, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. I repeat, every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. And he added the caption, your sins ain't no greater than ours, man. The air must be thin as hell up there on that high horse you sitting on. Somebody please let me know. WTF up with shorty. I'll tell you what's up with Shorty. The same thing that's up with this whole era. We truly live in an era that would have never let Malcolm Little become Malcolm X. I say that all the time because if you ever read the autobiography of Malcolm X, to me, that's the greatest story of transformation in American history, okay? Malcolm Little was drug dealing, gambling, pimping, robbing, but he grew to be one of the greatest human rights activists the world has ever seen. But I believe if he was alive in this era, soon as he started to make the transition, you know, from the streets to the mosque, Y'all would have hit him with the, oh, you a Muslim now. No more dope games. Y'all would have kept bringing up his past and would have never taken Malcolm X serious because of his past as Malcolm Little. For whatever reason in this era, nobody believes in the concept of growth and evolution anymore. In the words of Muhammad Ali, a man who sees the world at 50 the same way he did when he was 30 has wasted 20 years of his life. People change. Okay, the people in that picture have grown and evolved right before our eyes. So why are we still judging them off the sins of their past? Raven Simone, what if everywhere you went, people still called you Olivia Kendall? What if people disregarded everything you did after Cosby show? What if they disregarded that so Raven, The View, Empire, the albums you were putting out, even though they should, everything, and just referred to you as Olivia Kendall? Wouldn't you be annoyed that people aren't acknowledging your growth and only acknowledge you as Denise's stepchild and Martin's daughter? 
Social media causes everyone to be able to create this illusion of perfection, but the problem is that's not the reality of life. There is no such thing as perfection. But nowadays, y'all are able to go years without showing people your flaws, okay? You, don't, you can go years without showing people all the times y'all effed up, all the times you made mistakes. Nobody sees those. So you start believing that you are indeed as perfect as your Instagram displays. So you sit on your high horses and judge others as if your bleep don't stink. Yes, those brothers used to rap about selling drugs. Yes, those brothers used to disrespect women in their, in their music. Yes, those brothers rapped about killing people. But art reflects life, so they were rapping about the life they knew. But when you know better, you do better, in the words of Maya Angelou. And maybe, you know, something wrong with my eyes, but I see all the OGs in that picture from Swiss to Jay to Diddy to T.I. all doing better and teaching better at this point in their lives. So what's the problem, Raven Simone? What's the problem speech from Arrested Development? Can we all not remember 1 Corinthians 13, 11? When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. I see all those brothers doing that. And I would rather listen to somebody who lived it and changed and grew than listen to someone who's been through nothing but is always casting judgment. Social media really got y'all believing your own lies. Really got y'all believing y'all false displays of perfection. Okay? Them brothers are grown now. And to Raven Simone and whoever else likes to judge other people for the sins of their past, always remember that making mistakes is way better than faking perfections. Please give Raven Simone the biggest hee-haw, please. I'm just saying, Jesus Christ, please don't judge me for what I was in my 20s or my teens. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, let's talk some of the Super Bowl commercials. Now, pre people were pretty pissed off about, what, the Dodge Ram commercial? Mm -hmm. Where they were, uh, they used a, a clip of Martin Luther King's speech. Let's play it very fast. Everybody can be great. You don't have to know about Plato and Aristotle to serve. You don't have to know the theory of relativity to serve. You don't have to know the second theory of thermodynamics in physics to serve. You only need a heart full of grace. Soul. Generated by love. Well, I, I need y'all to call up here and put your Uncle Charla on because I do not understand what y'all so upset about. Because to be honest, I didn't even realize it was a truck commercial until the end. I thought it was a commercial paying homage to the 50th anniversary of Martin Luther King Jr.'s drum major instinct speech that was given on February 4th, 1968. Yesterday was February 4th. All right. Well, let's all open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. People were pissed off by this. Uh, Dodge Ram said that they got approval from the Martin Luther King Jr. estate. I mean, listen, Ram well, has yeah, a, I'm sure they would have to get approval. But, mm -hmm. but Ram has a built-to-serve program, so the speech made sense to go with that program. And I'm going to be honest with you, that commercial was way more tasteful than the party flyers y'all Negroes make with Martin Luther King Jr.'s head on Rick Ross's body, holding Ciroc bottles and Ducey bottles, talking about, y'all, I got a dream that women get in the club free before 11. Okay, that I Ram never, I never see that, that Ram commercial showed way more respect for MLK Jr.'s legacy than y'all Negroes do with your party flyers. Eight hundred five eight five. So knock it off. 105.1, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's talk about it. That was Notorious B.I.G. More money, more problems. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne, the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking Super Bowl, Super Bowl commercials, the Dodge Ram commercial where they use Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech. Let's play a clip of it. Everybody can be great. You don't have to know about Plato and Aristotle to serve. You don't have to know the theory of relativity to serve. You don't have to know the second theory of thermodynamics in physics to serve. You only need a heart. 
generated by love. So people are pissed off about this. I'm confused about why people are pissed off. I mean, I, I saw the commercial last night, and I didn't even realize it was a truck commercial until the end because I thought they were just paying homage to the 50th anniversary of Martin Luther King's Jr.'s drum major instinct speech that he gave on February 4th, 1968. It was Black History Month. It was the 50-year anniversary of that speech. I didn't think nothing of it. And then, you know, Ram has a built-to-serve program, so the speech made sense because it was about service. Right. So I didn't see the issue. It's not like he was advertising chicken or beer or, you know, something ridiculous like that. And not to mention, man, have you ever seen the party flyers you Negroes have whenever it's Martin Luther King Jr. weekend? The I Have a Dream bash with Martin but Luther King Jr. holding a bunch of money in his hand. Angelique, I mean, I just see one with, a, with Martin Luther King throwing a blood sign. But Angelie has a good point. That What's wasn't point? approved. What's, what you mean? See, the, the, people the, just throwing up the likeness. Now, I was reading what people were saying on Twitter when this was happening. Uh, during his sermon of 50 years ago today, Martin Luther King also advised people not to spend too much money on their cars. Whereas Martin Luther King Jr., noted critic of capitalism, used to sell trucks. Hashtag. Oh, okay. Now that's a good. That's a good. That's that's a good reason to be upset. It's not about whether or not the family gave approval. I thought that people are just upset because they're disrespecting Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy. Now, what that young man just said about capitalism is very, very true. They're using Martin Luther King Jr.'s vocals to sell. Cars. To sell cause when he was against capitalism. Now, that's different. But once again, it still was the 50th anniversary of his speech. I loved hearing Martin Luther King Jr. being broadcasted to 111 million people, okay? And if we're, well, once again, but if we're talking about Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy, I want all y'all Negroes to have that same energy when you taking Martin Luther King Jr.'s head and putting it on Rick Ross's body and he holding Ciroc bottles and Duce bottles in his hand, okay? Because well, that Ram commercial is way more respect for MLK Jr.'s legacy than y'all Negroes ever have. But so you know, even with the, the, the commercial, the commercial wasn't necessarily about selling cars, was it? I thought it was more about, about uplifting service. and service and, and appreciating the people that serve, serve yeah, the country. Yeah, because the RAM has a program called the Built to Serve program. So being that it was about the Built to Serve program, that's why they use Martin Luther King Jr. talking about service. Right. That makes more sense than y'all got having Martin Luther King Jr. on a blood's body throwing up a gang sign talking well, about I think freedom, those are, those freedom are to twerk party. tacky and disgusting. <laughs> All right. Okay? It was nothing tacky about the RAM commercial. It was well thought out. And it was the 50th year anniversary of the Drum Major Instinct speech. Now, the um, the estate is run by Martin Luther King Jr.'s son, Dexter, and he put out a statement this morning. Now, that's the same one that met with Trump. He said, we found that the overall message of the ad embodied Dr. King's philosophy that true greatness is achieved by serving others. Thus, we decided to be a part of Rams' Built to Serve Super Bowl program. Y'all got Martin Luther King Jr. in a burgundy velour sweater with his head tilted to the side, and he dabbing. I okay. Mean, you know what? <laughs> right. I mean, the promoter right. might have put me on the flyer. Look, look at this, this flyer. Post this on Revolt right, right definitely now. Y'all complaining about the Ram commercial that he's, was tastefully done and it was the 50th year anniversary of his uh, drum major instinct speech, but y'all ain't never complained about these goddamn flyers that y'all Negroes do every Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. I feel like we complain about that every year. No, y'all don't. Yes, Stop we do. Okay, go, we do. You actually go to these parties. I've never been to one of them. Liar. Guarantee you lying. I've been hired once or twice. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Jay, man. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all a lot down here in Atlanta. All right, what you what you think about the doc- morning. What you think about the commercial, bro? Hey, honestly and truly, yo, speaking from a a, a private business owner, nonprofit business owner, that commercial does a does does a lot for us in the community, stating that uh, you know, we still out here servitude. I appreciate them, you know, giving giving that speech the the, the right amount of value that it needed, uh, that it should have. Being Martin Luther King, they did justice to it. I see nothing wrong so with you it. So you like it? The public it. just want to talk about everything. Yeah, the public just just want to be in their feelings about it all. I agree with you, my Thank brother. You. I thought it was great to be broadcasted to 111 million people. Tanisha, good morning, Tanisha. Hi, good morning. What did you think about the speech? Um, well, the commercial, I, I should super say. insensitive, like, to sell cars over Martin Luther King's speech during Black History Month was ridiculous. 
But if you actually notice, there was a pattern all night. It was a lot of products that were being sold over hip-hop or R&B songs. So it's like, all right, you know, you don't like us Monday through Friday, but Sunday, you know, let's all do that. I don't, I didn't understand it at all. All right, so you were offended. She was offended. I mean, yeah, I was offended. I'm not over here boohoo crying about it. I'm, I'm a right. major, but... You felt like it was, it was tacky. Black History Month, it was super insensitive. Okay. I'm going to tell you what else is super insensitive. This goddamn flyer that got Martin Luther King Jr. with some Beach by Dre headphones on it and Lil Wayne standing behind him, and it says the Martin Luther King Jr. No Worries Bash. Friday, January 17th. Doors open at 9.30 p.m. Everybody, $5 till 11. Let's <laughs> try right. to control that. Y'all worried about Ram? What did you think about the Dodge Ram commercial with Martin Luther King Jr.? No! Speech? Call us now. How y'all got a bad bitch Sunday flyer with Martin Luther King Jr. holding up money, got money man? Up. <laughs> they got Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta on the front of the flyer. Oh. Man. And it said Bad Bitch Sunday. Oh my but goodness. y'all worried about a tastefully done Ram commercial? All right. It's the Lord have Club mercy. Hey, that was G Easy No Limit. <laughs> morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. If you just joined us, we're talking about the Ram Dodge commercial for the Super Bowl where they use a part of Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech. Everybody can be great. You don't have to know about Plato and Aristotle to serve. By love. What do you think about the commercial? I thought it was tastefully done. Um, I didn't even realize it was a truck commercial. I thought I was, didn't either. I thought it was a commercial paying homage to the 50th anniversary of Martin Luther King Jr.'s drum major instinct speech that was given on February 4th, 1968. And if I'm not mistaken, they, they actually say that at the beginning of the commercial. And I'm not going to lie. Just like the caller just said, I'm so used to the I have a dream speech. Sometimes it's good to hear other speeches that Martin Luther King did because absolutely you, you always hear that I have. Now a, I thought I you said you were uncomfortable when you heard it too. When you I watched was, no, it, no, I wasn't uncomfortable when I heard it. Mm-mm, oh, I thought not. you said and, that earlier. And, and then Ram has a built to serve program, so the speech made sense. And to hear, I didn't Martin, know it was a Ram commercial. Yeah, and to hear Martin Luther King Jr. talking about being a public servant to 111 million people, I thought it was great. I thought it was more tasteful than the party flyers y'all Negroes make <laughs> with Martin Luther King Jr. on Jeezy's body, talking about I have a dream or die. All right, you know what I'm saying? Holding Ciroc bottles and Douce bottles, holding money in your hand, talking about you have a dream that all women will get in free before 11. That was that was very tastefully done from Ram to me. You know, and the, and the fact that the state approved of it was was something else that showed me that they, they thought about it. It was something that went by them and that they said it was all right. Well, his daughter, Dr. Bernice King, did not approve of it. She said she doesn't. I bet you she only retweeted that out after she started seeing all the backlash. Yeah, but she's not the one that's in charge of the estate. The other but son saying, is Dexter. But I'm saying she had to make clear that she had nothing right, to do with it because she saw all sure. the backlash. Jose! Yo! Hey, did that commercial bother you, Jose? Yo, it did a little, man, because, you know, when I was listening to the commercial, I wasn't looking at the screen. And, you know, it was a powerful speech, and it, it was intriguing. But then when you look at the screen and you see them pushing the truck, granted, the truck was a nice truck. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank you, brother. <laughs> Sherry. Hi. Hey, Sherry. Good morning, guys. What did you think about the commercial, Sherry? I thought I was perfectly fine with the commercial. Um, I agree with Charlemagne totally. We just need to find something else to complain about other than a Dodge Ram commercial. Word um, Really. Because, <laughs> I mean, we got a whole lot more other problems, like our orange and chief. Um, in office, and we need to worry about those things instead of a Dodge Ram commercial where they're honoring something great. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. And what's the moral of the story, guys? 
The moral of the story to me is, man, sometimes you have to put the medicine in the candy. Let's not let the message of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. get lost in the Dodge Ram commercial. The message is about servitude. And I'm the type of person that really, truly feels like you don't know your true purpose in life until you start giving service to others. I feel like that is the true purpose of life, to, to, to be a public servant. So I didn't have a problem with the Dodge Ram commercial, but I do have a problem with you Negroes. And yeah, I have a dream bash with Martin Luther King Jr. holding a bunch of money in his hand, you know, party flyers, okay? Martin Luther King Jr. on Slick Rick's body with all the jewelry, you know, with Nicki Minaj behind him with a thong on, all right? Are the freedom to twerk parties with MLK on someone's body throwing up gang signs. That's offensive. All right. Well, yeah, we got rumors on the way. Yes, let's talk about boyfriend-girlfriend problems. We'll tell you who just had some issues with his girlfriend pouring chocolate all over his car. Okay, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, this record was nominated for a Grammy, too. It was? Yeah. I'm not sure if it was song of the year or if it was new artist. I'm not sure. But anyway. Hey, salute to my guy, It's Biscuit, too, because he just put up the funniest meme. And the meme says, <laughs> oh, yeah, the Rock walking Nation. around with your Rock Nation hat on, but boom, you didn't get invited to the brunch. Okay? And salute to all the guys who went to the Rock Nation brunch and didn't do nothing but take pictures with other men all day long. Okay? I swear some of y'all brothers just went there to get pictures with hip-hop's elite penises. Okay? You wouldn't have been in those pictures, too, if you were there? No. I, didn't, I wouldn't have gone. I didn't go. All right. Yeah. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk about TV <laughs> Spencer. <laughs> Listen up. This just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Octavia Spencer recently was on the Hollywood Foreign Press Association's Women Breaking Barriers panel at the Sundance Film Festival, and she talked about Jessica Chastain, who was her co-star... Yo, what's wrong with your headphones, bro? What are you Negro, doing, I don't do the technical stuff here. Just plug it in. No, that ain't me, okay? <laughs> this is a little ghetto-ass radio station. That's what it is, okay? <laughs> now, she was talking about Jessica Chastain, who was her one of her co-stars in The Help, and she said they had some talks behind the scenes about how women don't get paid as much as their male counterparts, and Octavia Spencer pointed out that women of color make far less than white women even. And here is what she said happened. Jessica Chastain, she contacted me and she said, I want us to do a comedy. And I'm like, yeah. We were talking about pay equity with men and women. And then I said, but here's the thing. Women of color, we make far less than white women. And we talk numbers. And she had no idea that that's what it was like for women of color. She said, Octavia, we're going to get you paid on this film. I said, I, I would love to do your film, but here's the thing. I'm going to have to get paid. <laughs> she said, of course, and you and I are going to be tied together, and we're going to make the same thing. And fast forward to last week, we're making five times. Now, when it comes to race and gender bias arguments, that's who you hit your wagon to, not Monique, okay? When we say, you know, this is a what have you done for me lately industry, Octavia Spencer is decorated and popping right now. Oscar wins. She hosted SNL last year. She's relevant right now. One of the biggest actresses in the game. She should be getting her coin. Use her as an example for race and gender bias, not Monique. Now, Jada Smith also said during another panel that Jessica Chastain also negotiated more money for her as well. She said, it's nice to go out in March. We can do that. It's nice to wear black at the Golden Globes. So what are we doing behind closed doors? And I got to give our sister Jessica Chastain, her props. Oh, salute to that That's white dope. savior, Jessica Chastain. Drop on the clues bombs for her. Yeah, that was dope. But, you know, it, it just show, goes to show you they were discussing, you know, Jessica and Octavia Spencer were talking about the pay disparity and that's when Octavia had to point out to her, you know, black women make way less even than white women who make way less than their male counterparts. It's a whole nother issue and she is taking up that issue and I think a lot more people should do that. Make sure it's not just about you. Yes. If you, you know, have the power to do that, make uh, it 
a lot of times people don't want to discuss what they're making, though. But you should. That's a hard you know conversation. Because you yeah, don't want nobody yeah. in your business, per se. bomb because I might tell you what I'm making, and you may not deserve as much as I'm making, okay? But in this case, absolutely, Octavia deserves that coin. All right, now Jennifer Hudson, in the meantime, is going to be playing Aretha Franklin in a new biopic, and Clive Davis announced that at his pre-Grammy party on Saturday, and he said that Aretha Franklin hand-picked her as her choice. So that is going to okay. be a beautiful situation. Is she going to have to wear, like, a fat suit for later on in life, or what? I don't know. I couldn't tell you what, sure. what's going to end up happening, but it's based on Aretha Franklin's memoirs from 1998, Aretha from These Roots, and it's been in the works since at least 2011. So is it a period piece from a certain certain time frame. I didn't read her memoir, but it came out in 98, so it has to be whatever happened before 98. Got you. So you gotta assume at least that much. I love Aretha Franklin, though. How can Aretha you not Franklin love Aretha Franklin? Music. And she's pretty funny. She's always going in on people. Alright, now let's get back to more some this Van Jones-Jay-Z interview that happened over the weekend. Now, Jay-Z spoke with Van Jones about fighting for his marriage, even though they were going through some issues. You can love someone, and if you haven't experienced love and you don't understand it and you don't have the tools to move forward, then you're going to have complications, period. You can either address it or you can pretend until it blows up at some point. For us, we chose to fight for our love, for our family, to give our kids a different outcome, you know, to break that cycle. We were never a celebrity couple. We were a couple who just happened to be celebrities. Yes. Now, we also talked about some advice for cheating men. Here's what he had to say. The best apology is change behavior, right? Also, you have to acknowledge the pain. You have to let that person have their say. You have to really work through it and really be honest. And and no matter how many times, it takes a while. It's hard. It's very difficult. It's difficult to hear, difficult to say. It's difficult to, you know, to listen to that sort of pain. And you just have to be strong enough. You have to be strong enough to go through that because on the other side, it's beautiful. Absolutely. What do you mean by strong, though? Do you mean, because I'm dropping to my knees and saying, baby, 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 please don't leave me, okay? What do you no, mean? no, no. He's saying do that, but he's saying that you never know when it's going to come back up. It could be three years down the line, you get hit in the, hit in the back of the head with a <laughs> <laughs> and you just got to sit there hey, and you you take, take that out. And, okay, so what if it's All right, personal? Now, We've done that. There you also go. hear right. what Jay-Z had to say when asked about Donald Sterling losing his team, the Clippers, all because of some remarks that he made. Donald Sterling had been exposed as this racist on a private phone conversation that he was having, and they took his team from him. And it's like, okay, that's one way to do it. Another way would have been let him have his team and then let's talk about it together. Because once you do that, all the other closet races just run back in the hole. You've done, you haven't been fixed anything. What you've done was spray perfume on a trash can. Mm. And what you do when you do that is, you know, the bugs come and you spray something and then they come and then you create a super bug. Then now we have Donald Trump, the super bug. That's very true. Overt racism is way better than covert racism. It's good to know who's who. And when you know who's racist, you know how to punish them properly. Like, because you're not going to support somebody who's overtly prejudiced, right? So you think he shouldn't have got his team taken from him? No, I think he should have got his team taken. I think he should have gotten his team taken. That's, that's one of the punishments, but I understand what Jay-Z is saying. But even if you punished him, even if you didn't go to the games, you know, if you're a racist, you're not going to come out because you don't want to lose the business regardless, you know? But, but regardless, about, it was an interesting conversation. Yeah, and think about all the other racist uh, owners in the NBA who are like, oh, let me keep my racism quiet. 
All right, and since we're talking sports, let's talk about Jamil Hill. She is leaving Sports Center and moving over to ESPN's digital brand, The Undefeated. Now, people were trying to say she got fired, this, this, and that. Still the same company. She's just going over to The Undefeated. Now, she posted in response to everybody uh, coming at her. She said, life comes at you fast, doesn't it? And while I'm amused by the rumors that I was demoted, kicked off the 6 p.m. Sports Center or whatever else can be conjured, the truth is pretty simple and not nearly as dramatic. I asked to leave the show. Some of you will probably need to read that sentence again because of a strong desire to return to reporting, writing, and commentary. Not many people get to say they were a sports center anchor, so I consider myself lucky to have worn that title and sat in the same chair as many of the icons in our business. No drop on the clues bomb for Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill's going to be fine. Yeah, she's be way fine. too talented to not be fine. She so had a tough it's year, not but just if she the undefeated. It, she, she's also con- contributing to other ESPN shows as well. She said there's also some things that she can't quite announce today, but she said it will make this next phase of my career that much more exhilarating. And, of course, she thanked her co-host, Michael Smith. Yeah, and you don't really have a tough year when you speak truth to power. She'll be fine. She will mm-hmm. get everything that God in the universe has planned for her in the future. Trust uh, that. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Let me know what you want to hear. Of course, we're going to get some Kendrick on. Let's get a lot of Kendrick on. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.